a preacher at the preacher as Brother Delane the Gore comes. Would you stand to your feet and would you give God a hand clap of praise? Come on, would you worship him all across this house? Come on, just take a few moments without a preacher telling you what to do. Why don't from the bottom of your heart you just give God some glory and some honor? Oh, we love you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Come on, that's it for just a few more seconds. From the bottom of your heart, from your own lips, let something overflow. Let something genuine come out of your heart and your spirit to the Almighty God on this Sunday morning. Come on, are you thankful to be in his house? Are you thankful to be in his presence? Are you thankful for his love that is permeating the atmosphere today? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Why don't you just say that out loud? I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I never want to take it for granted to be in his house and to be in his presence and to feel his awesome, wonderful tangible love the Bible says that he loved us before we could even love him we love him because he first loved us without it being reciprocated without it being returned God chose to love but you cannot love without giving for God said God so loved the world that he gave so I don't want to just say I love God I want to give him something today I want to give him my worship. I want to give him my praise. I want to give him my affection. I want to I want to give him my attention. And I only have a few more moments, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my phone down. I'm gonna remove every distraction, and I'm going to give God something in the next few moments of this service. One more time. Would you just lift up your hands? Come on, would you tell God, I'm, I'm here to give you my full attention. I'm here to give you my heart, my mind, and my spirit. I remove every weight. I remove every distraction, God. This moment is for you. This day is for you. This, this opportunity is dedicated to you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you turn with me to the book of Mark? The book of Mark, chapter 10. And as you're going there, once again, give high honor to your pastor, wife, and family. Uh, how many are thankful for Pastor Donnie and his wife and his family and their leadership? I have not been around them for a long, long time, but I've been around them long enough to feel their sincerity and to feel their genuineness. And I, I believe I said it here, I said it in Bellevue. Uh, I, I thank God for pastors who are Christians. Not every pastor is a Christian. I'm thankful for spiritual leaders who are Christ-like. And I wish every leader was Christ-like, but that's not reality. But God has blessed you with Christian leadership. And just what God is doing in Date City, um, you know, there, there, there's a few campuses. And so I, I don't know if there's, there's, there's any competition. So I had to be very careful about what I say today. Um, but I am grateful, so grateful that I get to be in Dade City this morning. And I'm so grateful for what God is doing in this church, in, in this city, in this region. And of course, we thank God for what he's doing in Denellen and Bellevue and, and beyond. Um, but this morning, I'm in Dade City. So I'm just going to be a Dade City fan this morning. Is that all right? 
So if, if y'all don't like that, if you don't like me, I think y'all are stuck with me. So if you just you just need to get it together, uh, because I so appreciate your kindness and just the 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 um, expectancy in the spirit for what God is doing. And so I pray that you brought that same expectancy this morning. Would you go with me to the book of Mark, chapter ten? If you're not already there, Mark chapter ten and verse forty-six. Mark chapter ten and verse forty-six. And the Bible says these words. And they came to Jericho, speaking of Jesus. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But I like him because the Bible said he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, blind Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, he rose and he came to Jesus. By the help of God's Spirit, I want to preach to you this morning on this simple subject, the God of the overflow. The God of the overflow. I believe in prayer. So many times it's easy to go through the routine of service. We, we, we shake hands and we pray and we sing and the preacher comes up and he reads the scripture and then he prays and he gives honor and, and we just, we, that's just what we're supposed to do. But I really believe in the power of prayer. So I want us to lift up our hands one more time and ask God to do what he wants to do. Would you do that? God, I thank you for what you're about to do in this house. I thank you for every miracle that you performed last Sunday. But God, it's a new day today. God, I thank you for filling people with the Holy Ghost. God, I thank you for the baptism. God, I, I thank you for your presence last Sunday. But God, we've come here with a fresh expectancy. We've come here, God, with a fresh faith for what you are going to do today. I pray over every single man, every single woman, every single child, every single teenager. I thank you, God, for every person that's in your house, your sons and your daughters. I pray your divine favor upon today. We've not come for good church. We've come for a great move of God in our midst. And I thank you for what you're going to do, God. I thank you for what you're going to do, God. In the name of Jesus, would you clap your hands? Come on, if you believe God's going to do something, would you clap your hands as loud as you have all service? Come on, let hell hear you right now. Let heaven hear you right now. Come on, I want somebody to know I came here for something supernatural. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You can be seated. I need somebody to be Bartimaeus. Who can be Bartimaeus? Can you be Bartimaeus for me? I always like choosing the guy that looks away when I say that. I'm going to pick on you, man. Can you, can you be Bartimaeus? Can y'all give it up for Bartimaeus? Man. You, you look sharp this morning, uh, but you're blind, so you close your eyes. 
and you're sitting at the bottom of the road and you're holding a beggar's cup. Give it up one more time for blind Bartimaeus. The Bible tells us you can open your eyes. Just don't, don't let them see you open your eyes, though. And uh, so, so our story starts with a man called Bartimaeus. He is blind. He is defined by two things in his world. He is defined by the coat that is on his back, and he is defined by the cup in his hands. The coat on his back notifies everybody that passes by that he is a blind man. The coat was his identity. It was given to him beyond his choosing, out of his control. He did not decide to be a blind man. He did not decide his inadequacy. He did not decide his insecurity. He did not decide his disability. He did not decide, and neither did you, and neither did me. I'm not preaching to angels who have halos on a Sunday morning, and if, if I am, then leave your halo at home. I've come to preach to human beings. And Bartimaeus was a Bible character, but he was a real, living, breathing human. And he was blind. He had fears. He had doubts. And, and he was defined by something beyond his choosing. But he was also defined, Brother Hartley, by that cup in his hand. You see, that cup in his hand is what he held out every day, waiting for somebody to give him something, allowing him to exist, allowing him to survive for just a few more days, a few more moments, perhaps just a few more hours. So quite literally and quite figuratively, Bartimaeus was at the bottom. You ever felt like you've been at the bottom? Life has thrown you at the bottom. Circumstances has thrown you at the bottom. Things in your life that were beyond your choosing. Things that things that you didn't ask for. Things that caused you to to just have to exist. A moment, oh, brother Tyler, the scaring me. I think I may be preaching to some perfect people. I know what it feels like to be at the bottom. And can I, I'm going to preach to everybody else in just a minute, but I'm just going to preach to a few, few people right here at the beginning of my message because I came to remind you that the bottom is the divine location. Uh-oh, let's say it again. Rewind. Um, the bottom is a divine location. Can I prove it to you for just a moment? The Bible tells us that, 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 that Brother Darrell, there, there was a man named Daniel. He was very devout. He was very faithful. He loved God. And you know what his reward was? The Bible says that some accusers came against him and, 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 they, and they lied about him. They, 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 they manipulated the circumstances. And, and so he was arrested and he was thrown into a deep, dark pit of lions. And he hit the bottom. Nothing really special or significant about that. Until you go a few verses later and you read that the attackers and the accusers of Daniel were thrown into that same deep, dark pit. But you know what it says, Brother Daryl? The Bible says that the lions devoured them before they ever hit the bottom. If you hit the bottom, God allowed you to hit the bottom. If you... Sister Caitlin, the, the bottom is a divine location. 
It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. Uh, but even at the bottom, you are still in God's will. Oh, let me prove it just a little, just a little bit more. Sit down. Sit down. Can I, can, I, can I prove it a little bit more? The Bible tells us, Brother Eric, that, that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And you know what his final, one of his final and premier punishments is going to be? The Bible says that an angel is going to arrest him. And an angel is going to throw him into a deep, dark pit. But it's not just any pit. What kind of pit is it? It's a... It's a... It's a bottomless pit. You know why hell hates your guts? Because even at the bottom, you have more than he has. Oh, you didn't hear me. Even at the bottom, when you are vulnerable, when you are weak, when you are low, and you have lost everything, you still have more than hell has. You have a second chance. You have the ability to get back up again. You have the ability to repent. You have the ability to worship. You have the ability to believe again, to dust yourself off, and to get up. Oh, somebody needs to tell themselves on a Sunday morning, I'm getting up again. I'm getting up again. Come on, someone speak it over yourself. I will get back up again. But the Bible says something very disturbing. Are you with me? Tell your neighbor we're going somewhere. Hey, we're going somewhere. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says that Bartimaeus sat down. You see, there's, it's one thing to come to church and, and you fall down. You get back up and, and you fall down. And you get back up and you worship God. and You, you thank God for another day. And then you just you, you keep falling. You try to... You try to Get dressed in your Sunday best and fool everybody, but you're falling and you're getting up and you're falling and you're getting back up and you're falling and somewhere, somehow, it's just easier to sit down and stop trying. You know, maybe it'd just be easier not to pray and not to give my tithes and not to fast and not to, maybe it'd just be easier to not pray for the Holy Spirit. Maybe it'd just be easier to not think about baptism. And maybe it'd just be easier to not pray for that miracle. And maybe it'd just be easier not even to go to church. Why, why can't I just sit down? And the prophet said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. There's a God for when you fall and you get back up. But the prophet didn't stop there. He said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light. There's a God for when you fall and get up again, but there's a God for when you sit down, for when you get jaded, for when you get bitter, for when you just decide to give up, to throw in the towel. There's a God that busts into your situation and says, no, 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 you cannot stay there. You gotta get up again. You gotta believe again. You gotta start again. So 
But Bartimaeus is at the bottom. He's at the bottom. He's in the dark. He sat down. He doesn't see anything. But what he doesn't know is he's on a blind date with destiny. Because somebody is about to walk into Jericho. And they are going to walk by him. And they are going to walk out of Jericho. And can I tell you, I've learned something about the presence of God. He will come to a service and he will leave a service. He will come to a prayer meeting and he will leave a prayer meeting. He will come to where you are and he will leave where you are. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our opportunity is not. If you feel Jesus nearby, you cannot afford to be still. You cannot afford to be silent. You cannot afford to stay where you are. His nature is eternal, but your opportunity is not. You're not always going to have another moment. You're not always going to feel his presence. You're not always going to see his face. You're not always going to be in a church service on a Sunday morning. I could die tomorrow. I don't know what my future holds. So this is my moment. This is my opportunity. So Jesus, Jesus is passing by. Jesus is passing by. And all of a sudden, he begins to hear something. Brother Harley, that is your name, right? Okay. It's really awkward when you're preaching to someone and you're saying the wrong name. I've done it. It gets real awkward real quick. But this is what's so amazing, Brother Harley, is that, is that, that Bartimaeus cannot see Jesus, but he can sense him. This is not the sandal of somebody I know. This is not the foot of somebody I know. This is not the cadence of the everyday passerbyers that come by and come through Jericho. This is someone different. I cannot see him. I don't know who he is. But this is not normal. And so he begins to look around. He can't see anything, but he can feel and he can hear. And so he begins to ask, is there anybody nearby? Can I give you a little spiritual principle? When you walk into the house of God, you're not always going to see your healing. You're not always going to see your blessing. You're not always going to see your miracle. But you know who the miracle comes to? You know who the healing comes to? You know who the blessing comes to? It comes to the child of God that marches in on a Sunday morning saying, I don't understand it. I don't have it all figured out. I don't see it. But I can feel something. I can sense it. Something's close. Something's nearby. Pastor's going to preach a mighty sermon. The singers are going to sing with anointing. I don't know if I'm going to get my miracle in the first song, the second song, the beginning of the sermon, the end of the sermon, but Jesus is here. I can feel him. Oh, is there anybody that would stand to your feet? You would just wave your hand and you would tell Jesus, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Come on for just a few more seconds. Somebody tell Jesus. I, I don't understand everything that's about to happen, but I know you're close. I know you're nearby. Watch what happens. You can be seated. Tell your neighbor we're going somewhere. Oh, they didn't believe you. Tell them we're going somewhere. All of a sudden. Jesus is passing by. 
Can you be Jesus? I think he'd wear cool glasses like that. And so Jesus is passing by. And he begins to look around. All he, all he can, he can't see anything. All he can feel is the, the grit and the grime and, and the dirt and the weeds. And he's at the bottom. He's been living at the bottom. He's, he has stopped. He has sat down. But he knows that something is nearby. So all of a sudden, Jesus is passing by. And you've got to cry out to Jesus. And they said, he said, well, who, who is this? And they said, oh, it's just, it's just Jesus. It's just Jesus, the son of Joe. Jesus, the son of the carpenter. That's, that's, all, that's all it is. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something began to happen within Bartimaeus. You see, he asked who was passing by him. And they said it was Jesus of Nazareth. But that is not who he called to. He did not call to Jesus, the son of Joseph. He called to Jesus, the son of David. Can I tell you, even in your darkness, you can have a revelation. Even in your darkness. Oh, he hadn't got his miracle yet, but even in his darkness, he got a reminder. He got a revival. He got a. Re this is not Jesus, just a nice guy. This is not just Jesus who builds furniture. This is not just Jesus who's good with the kids. This is my Messiah. This is the Water Walker. This is the World Creator. This Jesus. Who was really blind? Who was really blind? All of those that could see with their natural eye but said, oh, it's just Jesus, the son of Joseph. Or the man who was blind in the physical. But he saw who Jesus was in the spiritual. You see, it's possible to come to the house of God. And to look around and just say, oh, it's another normal day. It's, it's another normal service. And, and you leave and, man, hopefully pastor will preach a little better next Sunday. And hopefully they'll choose my favorite song ne next Wednesday. And, you know, it just was another normal day in Dade City. And just another normal day at Souls Harbor. And somebody else leaves saying, this was the best day of my life. I felt the presence of God. He began to move on my mind and my spirit. He began to forgive me of some past heartache. I left today with the Holy Ghost. I left today baptized. I left today healed. Come on, Souls Harbor. It's not time to go blind in the spirit. It's time to get up. It's time to open your eyes. And it's time to see what Jesus is doing. He's passing by. He's moving in. But he's going to keep going unless somebody in the spirit senses him and causes him to stop. Can I keep preaching a few more minutes? You can be seated just a few more minutes. Tell your neighbor we're going somewhere. Some of y'all didn't tell your neighbor, but I forgive you. And so now Jesus is passing by. Jesus is passing by. Cry out to Jesus. Keep going. Jesus. Keep going. Jesus. Keep going. Jesus. Right, come back this way. Pass them by again. Cry out. Jesus. Keep going. David. Keep going. Jesus. Bro, you got to get it together, man. <laughs> Jesus still ain't stopping. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says the haters came. Oh, don't you love a good hater? Now, my generation kind of has haters confused. Like, there's some haters that aren't your haters. Your mom just told you to make your bed. She's not a hater. <laughs> That's not a real life hater. 
But then there's some other people. Man, they drink Haterade 24-7. <laughs> they can't see the solution because of the problem. And for every answer you have, they have another problem. Oh, some of y'all know who that is. Some of y'all are sitting by them. No, 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 I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing. I'm messing, I'm messing. And so, Brother Darrell, I need you. I need you to come over. And so, you know, you show up on a Sunday morning, and man, Bart, he's a little excited, and he's trying to get his miracle, and he's over here shouting. And so I need you to tell him to be quiet. Thank you. All right. Yeah. 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 Oh, my man, Daryl. My man, Daryl. My man, Daryl. You were a hater before you knew God, right? <laughs> and so he, 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 he's still kind of he's still kind of a little cra crazy and he's getting I just need you to tell him to shut up and you know what Bartimaeus does Bartimaeus gets louder you know what they really told him they told him to hold his peace so we're going to be scripturally accurate tell him to hold his peace hold your peace that's code language for shut up and so, you know what Bartimaeus did? The Bible says that he got louder. Jesus! Stop. I want you to notice what happens. You see, Bartimaeus just thought he was desperate. But Jesus didn't stop when he first cried out. It's when the haters came and tried to stop him and tried to quiet him and tried to hush him that he got a little louder. And when he got a little louder, that's when Jesus stopped. What are you trying to say? God knows how to use the valley to bring you closer to him. God knows how to use the temptation and the darkness and the trials and the... God knows how to use the devil to bring you closer to him. Angels escorted me to my miracle every time. But you, did you know God is so powerful? He can use demons to bring you closer to Him. He can use opposition to bring you closer to Him. He can. I'm preaching to somebody that you're surrounded by opposition. But if you would let the opposition cause you to get more desperate, there is no demon, there is no devil, there is no human, there is nothing that can stop you from entering in to the presence of Jesus. You just gotta let something. Come on, Bartimaeus, you can't hold your peace and hold your miracle at the same time. You can't hold your pride and hold your miracle at the same time. You can't hold your dignity and hold your miracle. Sometimes you gotta bust a move. Sometimes you gotta get a little radical. Sometimes you gotta jump. Sometimes you gotta shout. Sometimes you gotta say, I don't care that I'm in the middle of a church service on Sunday morning. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. Jesus. Oh, somebody ought to take 10 seconds right now. And in your own way, you ought to get the attention of Jesus right now. You ought to close your eyes. You ought to lift up your hands. You ought to lift up your voice. And you ought to just get the, come on, girl.
Come on, man. Come on, husband. Come on, father. He's in the room right now. I said he's in the room right now. I said he's in the room right now. Oh, come on, I feel his presence right now. You ought to entertain him for just a moment. Come on, you ought to let him know I didn't come for the preacher. I didn't come for the singer. I didn't come for my friends. I came for you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can be seated. I'm almost done. Hear me. Jesus stops and he stands still that's what he does but notice what he doesn't do what does he not do he stops and he stands still but he does not go sit with Bartimaeus and there are some times we get in the presence of what, what's your middle name Michael what's your first name Gabe Michael Franklin okay Gabe Michael Franklin Bartimaeus you're confused because Jesus is right there. He's heard you. You've cried out and he stopped and, oh my goodness, I forgot my favorite point. Can we rewind? I guess we can't. Um, I'm still going to rewind anyway. So this is the deal. Can, can, I just, can I just throw something out there? There are some of you that are still waiting for everything to be perfect before God can do what he wants to do in your life. And there are some of you that are so fixated and focused on what you don't have. Can I remind you, can, you know, growing up, I hated, um, I hated math. And math hated me. And so for revenge, I wanted to grow up and be a math teacher. But I didn't get to do it because God called me to preach. <laughs> And, uh, and so I, uh, I want us to have a little math class for just a minute, for just a minute, and then we'll get back to the message. I want us to count everything that Bartimaeus has lost. Can we do that? He's lost his sight. Can you hold up that number? That's a big number. Don't forget it. And so now we're going to count everything that he has. The Bible says that Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was nearby. Oh, hold that one. He's lost his eyes. Now we're going to count what he has left. He heard, so he's got his ears. The Bible says that he shouted, so he has his voice. The Bible says he got up, he's got his feet. Some of you are so focused on what you have lost that you forgot what you have left. And what you have left is enough to get Jesus to stop. Oh, there's been a lot of junk that has come in my short 27 years of life. I've been robbed of some stuff. Some stuff has been taken from me. But I still have some things that remain on a Sunday morning. I've still got some joy somewhere left. I've still got some purpose somewhere left. I've still got some worship. I've still got some destiny. And what I have left is enough. Somebody needs to hear me. What you have today is enough. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've faced. Right here on a Sunday morning with your faith and with your worship. It's enough.
Someone say this enough. I rebuke the lie of the devil. It's enough for you to get the attention of Jesus. So this is what happens. He's got his ears. He's got his voice. He's got his feet. He's heard Jesus. He's cried out to Jesus. Jesus has stopped. But Jesus is not coming and sitting with him. Because you know what I learned a long time ago? If Jesus comes and sits with me in earthly places, I'll never go sit with him in heavenly places. The friction of faith is that you feel Jesus right there, but he's not right here. Because he'll come close enough to deliver you, but he won't come to your pity party. He won't be a VIP at your pity party. He won't suck his thumb with you. He won't cry in your Starbucks with you. He's going to stop and he's going to demand that you get up. Because he's not coming to your place of pity. You're coming to a place of power. You're coming to a place of dominion. You're coming. Oh, there's times I wish God would have sat down in my mess with me. But I thank God he said, Landon, you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to come to the miracles. You got to come to the supernatural. You got to come to a heavenly place. There's a seat waiting for you. So Bartimaeus gets up. Hear me. I'm almost done. Brother Daryl, can you, can Jesus, come over here. Brother Daryl, can you, can you usher him to Jesus? And the Bible says that the very same ones that tried to shut him down were the very same ones that brought him to Jesus. The hushers became the ushers. I'm going to say it again. God can use what is against you to bring you. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. I said God can use what is against you. Even the devil has to clock in. Everything that's working against you is still working for your good. So Bartimaeus is going to come to Jesus. Jesus is going to speak a word. Jesus is going to speak a sentence. And Bartimaeus is going to hear the beginning of the sentence. But by the end of it, he's going to see the mouth of the one who is saying it. Because all God needs is a sermon, a service, a song. All God needs is just one opportunity to speak into your world and everything change. But I said all of that in my introductory remarks to get to my message. And so this is my message to you. Before Bartimaeus can ever get his sight the Bible says he's got to get up and when he gets up the Bible says he has to take off his old identity he has to take off his, 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 his that coat that he, that he did not choose but this is the problem you can't take off your coat unless you let go of the cup and there are
there are some of us that walked in on a Sunday morning saying, oh, preacher, you better get me into a new destiny. Pastor, you better preach me into a new future. Singer, you better... is a new future and there is a new season and there is a, a, a fresh destiny that is for you but you can't you can't take off the old identity if you're still holding on to the cup <laughs> hear me are you with me I, I, I said we were going somewhere this, this is the somewhere so don't miss it hear me don't miss it we're almost done problem with that cup it's a beggar's cup you ever had a beggar ask you for a hundred dollars you ever had a beggar ask you for 50 500 5,000 you know what a beggar wants I don't need everything I just need something I don't need a lot I just need a little. I just need something to exist. I just need something to get me by another day. I don't need deliverance. I just need a little change. I don't need transformation. Just give me a little bit of change. But you don't serve the God of enough. You serve the God of more than enough. You don't serve the God that fills your cup. You serve the God that David said, my cup runneth over. If you don't hear anything I said to you, you better hear me on a Sunday morning. You serve the God of the overflow. You serve the God of more than enough. to your feet, stand to your feet all across this house. Your history, your history fits in this cup. Your destiny does not. I said your history fits in that cup. Your destiny does not. The Bible said if everything that Jesus had done had been recorded and put in books, not even the world could contain them. So, Pastor Donnie, if the world cannot contain what Jesus did do, what makes you think your cute little couple of limitations is going to contain what he wants to do? You don't realize how big your God is. You don't understand how great your God is. He can do exceedingly. He can do abundantly. He can do above. All that we ask or think. Stand to your feet all across this house. I'm about to open up this altar. If you physically can, I want you to stand to your feet. This is what's getting ready to happen in the spirit. You know what's getting ready to happen in the spirit? We're getting ready to come to those to this front for those that are comfortable. Right where you are in your seat in the aisle, whatever you gotta do. This is what's about to happen in the spirit. We can get our miracle, we can get our vision. We can get our future, but you know what has to happen first? Somebody has to drop the cup. I said somebody has to let go of the cup because you can't get a new anointing. You can't get a new destiny unless you drop. Oh, I've seen God do this before. I've seen God heal this before. I've... You're trying to fit an ever. You're trying to fit a God. 
created the world in your cute little cup. He is the CEO of the planetarium and the planets. He is the creator and chief of the world. He is the maker of every molecule. He was before this moment. He'll be after this moment. And yet he's still in this moment. And you think you can fit him in this? God, I, I've seen that healing where it happened in 2015 and, and God did that, but he can't heal this. And, and remember back last Sunday when, when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, wasn't that so wonderful? But today, mm, I don't know about that. Hey, 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 hey. Remember, remember when God delivered that guy from some junk and remember when, when God delivered that lady from some stuff. But man, have, have, have you seen the stuff they're going through? I know God did it there, but I don't know about now. You can hold on to your cute little cup of limitations if you want to. But I made a decision on a Sunday morning. I refuse to contain God. I refuse to limit God to just get enough of God today, you can go home and come back with your beggar's cup. But I read somewhere in the Bible, out of your belly can flow rivers. You don't got to keep coming back to the source. The source can live in you. The source of somebody ought to step out of their aisle. Somebody ought to step out of their pew. Somebody ought to step out of their row. Somebody ought to make a decision on a Sunday morning. I'm not containing you. I'm not limiting you. I'm not stopping you. Oh, some of you don't understand my worship. Some of you don't understand my praise. But I stopped limiting God. I said I stopped limiting God. I'm letting him be the God of the overflow. This is what we're about to do right now. We're about to lift up our hands. We're about to lift up our voice. Some of you are going to go home and you're going to say, God filled my cup. Some of you are going to go home and say, I left the cup in the altar. I left the fear in the altar. I left the doubt in the altar. I left the limitations on God in the altar. You have that first picture? Okay, that's all right. This is what's about to happen. We're about to lift up our voice. And we're getting ready to ask God to do what only he can do. I want you, I want you to ask yourself, where have you limited God? I want you to ask yourself, where have you limited God? Is there a prodigal that you just somehow believe that uh, God can do it for him and her, but I don't know about this one. Is there a healing in your body that you know God has performed for someone else, but you just don't know about you? There's something and somewhere that you have placed a limit on God. And if we are going to walk into a new season, if we are going to walk into a new chapter, you're going to have to let go of the limits. I said you're going to have to let go of the limits. I said you're going to have to let go of the limits. 
I said, you're going to have, the preacher can't do it for you. The singer can't do it for you. The musician can't do it for you. The pastor, you got to come on a Sunday morning and say, God, I'm sick and tired of being my own God. I'm sick and tired of coming into your presence with a beggar's cup. I need you to overflow in my world. speaking to somebody right now I'm speaking to somebody right now this is what we're about to do we're about to ask the Lord to forgive us if you need to ask the Lord to forgive you some sin do it but you know what some of us need to ask the Lord to forgive us of fear doubt unbelief because God's getting ready to blow our minds I said God is getting ready to blow our minds the Bible says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Above all we ask or think. Above all we ask or think. So if we can't think it, how do we ask it? That means there's some stuff that has never crossed our cranium. That means there's some stuff that has never even entered our mind that God wants to do. So when a preacher says we serve a mind-blowing God, that's, just, that, that's not just a cute little quote that your grandma has as a magnet on the fridge. That's not just a cute little cliche statement that someone posts on Facebook. You serve a literal mind-blowing. Oh, you don't believe it? Who thought you would be here? I said, who thought you would have victory? Who thought you would have the spirit? Who thought you would have peace? You know who thought it? God thought it. God thought it. He said, I've got thoughts about you. And they're thoughts of peace. They're thoughts of joy. They're thoughts of an expected end. Some of you walked in here, I don't know what you were thinking, but I know what God was thinking. I said, I know what God was thinking, and God's getting ready to do something, but it's time for us to let go of our limits. I said, it's time for us to let go of our limits. Would you close your eyes all across this room? Would you lift up your hands right now? Would you lift up your head? Would you lift up your voice? Would you begin to ask the Lord to forgive you right now? that's it come on you need to ask the Lord to forgive you right now you need to ask the Lord to cleanse you right now God I want you to remove the fear I want you to remove the doubt I want you to remove the unbelief God I want you to remove every limit that I have placed upon you I'm ready to walk into something new I'm ready to walk into something new I'm ready to walk into something new come on I feel it right now come on lift your hands a little higher Lift your voice a little higher. Come on, somebody make a declaration. I'm letting go of the cup. I'm letting go of the limitations. I'm shattering. I'm breaking everything that's tried to define who I am. Come on, that's it. I feel something right now. Come on, I feel something. Come on, Brother Gene, that's it. Come on, Brother Eric, that's it. Come on, Brother Darrell, that's it. Come on, I feel something right now. Come on, Souls Harbor. It's time to get up again. It's time to believe again. It's time to see the miraculous. Come on, would you begin to transition into worship right now? Would you begin to transition into praise right now? Come on, would you let the spirit feel you right now? Come on, would you let that old well begin to spring up? Come on, would you let rivers of living water begin to spring up? 
Come on, Source Harbor. It's time for an overflow. I said it's time for an overflow. It's time for an overflow. Come on, something's happening right now. Somebody move your hands. Somebody move your feet. Somebody lift your voice. Somebody pray until something breaks. Somebody pray until something's loose. Somebody pray until there's an overflow. for somebody right now. Come on, I'm asking you to keep praying. I'm asking you to keep praying. Come on, God's moving on some people, but he's reaching on somebody else. Come on, it's time for someone else to make a move. It's time for someone else to make a decision. It's time for somebody to leave here serving the God of not enough, but serving the God of more than enough. Come on, they're going to begin to sing. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Stretch your hands towards somebody else. Pray over a neighbor. Pray over a friend. Pray over your home. Pray over this church until something's loose in the spirit. Come on, I feel it moving right now. I said I feel something moving right now. There's an overflow. Step into the river. Step into the river. Step into the river.
praying, stretch your hand forward to someone that's praying. Someone's getting ready to get baptized. Good things are happening. But God's not done with the service just yet. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. the Lord, everybody. You're still praying. You're more than welcome to pray. We're getting ready to get bat another baptism. Brother Eric is getting baptized in Jesus' name. So thankful. According to confession of your faith and in obedience to the word of God, I now baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins.
him if you have not been baptized in the only saving name, Jesus Christ. The way the Bible tells, it's the only way they baptized. In Jesus' name, the apostles baptized. And it's that time right now. You can go ahead and get baptized. But we're going to take up the offering. We forgot to do the offering. So we're going to take up the offering and the tithe together. The ushers will go forth and take up the offering. We're going to go ahead and get in place. It's so good to see brother and sister Harry back. Woo! Missed him so much. So glad they're feeling well enough to come to the house of God. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we go ahead and take up the offering? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! It feels good in the Holy Ghost. We're having revival. And it doesn't just stop today, but it's going to continue on through this week, Wednesday. Going to go on past that to Sunday and keep on going because the church is headed places. Amen. Amen. We're going somewhere. Jesus' name. I'm excited. If you haven't jumped in fully, get on. The train's moving. Amen, amen, amen. But I do want to give a, a, a few announcements before we dismiss rather quickly. But uh, this, like Brother Kate already mentioned, Sunday nights, the first Sunday of the month is something that we push for. It's called Celebration Sunday. It's where all the campuses, everybody that can make an effort to go to the Bellevue campus. It's only an hour drive. I do it many times a week to get used to it. It's not that bad at all. But they, it's like camp meeting service. It's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. And it's going to be Holy Ghost filled. Brother Landon Gore will be preaching there tonight. And I know that God's going to move in a mighty way. And to make it easier, the, those that don't want to spend gas money, those that don't want to drive, we have the van here. It'll be leaving here at 440. So 440, it'll be here in the, uh, in the parking lot. And so you can just ride there. And service gets over, you'll be back before, uh, before you know it, really. But uh, it just if you would like to avail yourself to that resource, we have provided that. And then also, just want to give an update on the steeple. Pledges are coming in. If you still haven't made a pledge, you are more than welcome to continue to make a pledge toward that steeple. But we put in the order uh, this past week, so they are shipping it to production. We're going to be building that thing and getting it here as soon as possible. I love you wonderful people. I believe that is it. I, I, I thank God for you. Let's, let's clap the, uh, our hands to the Lord for worshiping. One went down in the Jesus name. And God's doing so many things just to tell him what came from this service. I love you. God bless you. Jesus loves you. Don't just leave. Tell somebody you love them. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed.